0: To the Villa Villa podcast, I'm here once again, as always, with my good friend Dan Wiseman. Dan, we've just lost to Liverpool two 0 uh, mm-hmm. First of all, how are you doing? Second of all, uh, I guess we'll t- we'll talk about the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm doing alright, actually. Uh, best to say goodbye to to this. It's going tomorrow, <laughs> 11 a.m. You're sharp. I'm I'm booked in, um, oh, so always, oh, regardless of what happened today, uh, that's something to look forward to. So uh, yeah, for all the people listening on to the Spotify or whatever. Um, of course, for instance, I'm about to get a haircut. Very excited about it. too. you're tossing and you know what are you going for, mate. You go for the Steve Harrington or is it the skin fade? What are we what are we
0: asking for? I think I've got to go for the skin fade, mate. To be honest, it's it's around the ears that's that's really frustrating. Yeah. And I think I know. Yeah. Because I try to grow it out long on the top, and then the back's generally a skin fade anyway. The way it's grown, like it's so long on the top, that you cut. Those who are on the video, you can't really see because I've kind of tried to put it down with some wax just so it's presentable for the podcast. Um, but it's not as long on the back and sides. So it's, it's in oh. a really awkward stage. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go for the skin fade. But I'm booked in for Tuesday, man, and I can't wait. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exciting.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But I think we, we, should, we should get on to talking about Villa because yeah. before this game, obviously I don't think anyone expected to win, Dan. But, you know, looking at some of the results, West Ham drew today, looked like they could have won but then obviously they got a result against Chelsea a few days ago um which puts them in a very good position Watford managed to lose to Chelsea the other day as well which was was great for us but again you know we can't keep relying on these these teams losing i've got to say i've listened to the old to the, the last podcast back and uh, it was kind of difficult because you know we're we're a bit sort of numb to it and and with, with how Villa are, it's just, it's just difficult to talk about f- football when, when it's, we're this bad and we're in, in the position that we're in. But generally, Dan, I thought we, we played quite well today. And if anything, I'm kind of left disappointed more um, at the fact, you know, we didn't take our chances today. Usually I'm walking away from these games thinking, well, we've not laid a glove on them, you know, we've not, we've not even tried to compete. But Villa, for the most part, did very well today.
1: Yeah I, and I think this is um I I don't want to keep using the word disappointed but I think confusing is is probably the right one mate because um like I was I watched like the first first kind of few minutes we had that corner uh, early on I, I'm sure you remember and um we were pressing Liverpool at Anfield right and that that's great. Like that is that's what you want to see. Man, like that's what like we, you and I were talking on the podcast last week about Dean Smith not fulfilling his promise of saying that we're going to go toe to toe with every side in the league and play every every game to win. Uh, and we showed that intent. And it's, we pressed Liverpool at Anfield, but we didn't press Sheffield United at home. Yeah, uh, and that, that, these are the kind of things which have been frustrating us all season because w- we should always show up in, in these games against the top six and I thought we were going to get a hammer into mate. I was sat back and I, I, before the game, I was just like, um, you know, I, I think it could be four because I, I thought yeah. Liverpool were going to be out for vengeance after what City did to them the other night it's their first game back at Anfield after winning the Premier League you know all eyes are on them they would just want to make sure that the City game was just a little blip you know loss of focus and they're back on it now Um, but they weren't really on the boil, and yeah, as you said, like you know I was I was happy that we were creating chances, and whilst we weren't taking them in the other games, we hadn't been creating the chances that we were then not to take, Do you know what I mean, so even just seeing yeah. the bit opening up sides like that, and um, you know in the first half, we, we were sort of catching on the break, and they showed a little bit of susceptibility um, and yeah, I think I was slightly confused by the, the lineup to start with. Um, to be honest with you, uh, there were like just little elements here and there. Like why? why I thought we were basically nailed on to see like Elmo at right back and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. I liked the I liked the midfield, um, but no, we started the game pretty positively, and I, I mean that sort of carried on all the way through, didn't it?
0: It did, and it, I think it was only really until Liverpool scored where we saw Villa kind of deflate and go back to the Villa that we've seen since returning and, and even before uh, lockdown. You know, I think it's. Villa, we, we had our chances we, we looked you know comfortable on the counter-attack I don't want to say we looked amazing we got ourselves in some good positions but definitely didn't capitalise um, I'd say the one thing uh, my one issue is that we were you know we kind of lack the directness that that you need when you're when you're on a fast break like that you know it should be uh, one or two passes boom boom shoot and but you know, you've still got Jarrell Garza who wants to kind of stop with the ball and, and, and wait and put the cross in, things like that. And I don't think Grealish particularly made um, too many great decisions in the final third. There was a few opportunities where I felt like he just released the ball even half a second too late to to the likes of Amartres. Um Even Jota who came on, I was delighted to see Jota come on. I know yeah. we, we mentioned that last week. Um, albeit didn't really have much of an impact on the game at the time. But it was... It, I think the thing to say about it, Dan, is it was an encouraging performance against the best team in the world right now, and that's that's what we have to take away from this because th- you know these kind of games, even though you know you've got to fight and scrap for every single point that's that's available when you're in a position like we are, and you know even Watford have managed to get a win at Anfield uh, against Liverpool, you you kind of reside yourself thinking right this is a free hit you've got to keep the goal difference down, so. At one nil, I was thinking, well, we don't really look like scoring here. Let's just try and, you know, reduce the deficit. And it's unfortunate we conceded the second goal. I think the second goal was a much poorer goal to concede um, than the first one. Interestingly, on the personnel that you mentioned, I was very happy to see Dean. Even though Sky Sports had it as a four-four-two essentially with um, Grealish as a sort of centre forward, it was it was a four-two-three-one. You had McGinn. And Louise acting as a double pivot at the base of the midfield, and for me, I think that works really well. Um, and albeit we can't be too picky about the wingers who we've got, I just think I think the, the system was spot on, uh, not necessarily the personnel. And I want to give a rare shout out to Neil Taylor.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he, um, he played really well today, and like this these are the positions that I picked up before the game. I thought Salah up against uh, Neil and. Um, Mane up against Ezri was just going to be a straight Marlins, to be honest with you. So I thought whilst over, Ezri is obviously a good defender, like out on the wing, I thought Mane was just going to do it for pace. And um, you know, it, it was kind of an advert, if anything, like if you're looking at it from a Liverpool perspective, um, on the fact that they need a, another player to be able to sub into that front three. Because I, I like Dick Boccarigi, yeah. I'm a big fan of his. You know, he, he's a, you know, he, given the goals that he's scored, he's got his right to be a Liverpool legend. Um, you know, he's, he's scored. You know the, the goals that won them in the Champions League last season, if we want to speak objectively. Um, but you know it was that front three wasn't operating on on, on full capacity, and and yeah. Mane and Salah weren't sort of it wasn't as fluid, it, it wasn't as, as manic, it wasn't as threatening as as we've seen at many points this season. And I thought Neil did a really good job up against Mo Salah for for pretty much the entirety of the game. I think you know for their for Mane's goal, he, he sort of I'm not going to say he falls asleep, mate, and I know people, you know, the Neil Taylor brigade will be out to blame him for that one, but to be honest with you, man, like I think after we've done so much defending at Anfield, I mean, let's be honest, given the way that we've defended for the vast majority of the season, we were never going to go to Anfield and keep a clean sheet, were we? No. Absolutely. And so, like, it was going to happen at some point. I mean, like, Neil Taylor's good, man, but, like, he's not as good as, as the players that he's playing against, and so eventually when Mane scores I mean yeah he could probably be a little bit more alert and if you are to single out a player to blame it's probably him but I I can't I can't give him you know I can't fault him too much for that mate um but no this is I think the the amount of chances that we had was potentially our I'm not gonna say our downfall but I don't think we were prepared no and I don't think that what we'd worked on in the week um uh, was necessarily on converting the amount of because we we counter attacked pretty well I thought until we got to the final third like we built the attacks quite nicely but then when it came to the cross or the final ball or the shot it was just lacking to be honest with you and, and the cohesion between the front three in those situations um, and I, you know obviously it was for the, the three most forward players yeah. just wasn't really there um, and I, I don't think we potentially set up to have had as many chances as we did. Um but no I, I mean look it, it's one of those where it, it, it's frustrating again you know it's, it's a game against the top six side which not that we've I'm not going to say bottled because yeah. you know it's not like we had the lead and we let it slip but it was and it sounds crazy thinking that you know these guys have won 17 Premier League home games in a row they're you know forget about Who who your favourites are, if you want to talk statistics, they're on track, you know, if if they go on and win um, five of the next six games, um, they're statistically the best side the Premier League has ever seen, if you want to talk in the amount of wins and the amount of points amassed. Um, But today, they definitely weren't the best Premier League, the side the Premier League has ever seen. Um, They weren't the best side, far from the best Liverpool side I've seen. Um, and, and there were moments, um, and I think we were just let down by the unfortunately. I, I don't like scapegoating players, mate, but they, like the quality of Trezeguet, Trezeguet is a player that's just not up to it, mate. Um, I, I thought that there were so many moments today where he just showed that he, he seems to lack, um, the, the know how in the final third and, and the crossing ability uh, or whatever, just to give us the chance to, to, uh, to get the goal, and um, yeah, it, I think that's. Unfortunately, it's perhaps the the fact that we didn't go into half-time 1-0 up or weren't 1-0 up before was scored is, is just down to the, the quality of players and um, just the fact that there wasn't any cohesion once we, we got into those final stages.
0: Yeah, I think, again, I, I kind of look at the, the players who are available and El Ghazi, by no means, had a great game. Trez is, is Trez. I thought he did very well defensively. That's, that was a much more well-rounded performance I'd say from Trez you know he, he certainly um, what what they worked on in the week in terms of you know launching the counter-attack and having the wingers kind of tuck in um, with with either McGinn or Louise. I think that worked very well but you know Trez is <laughs> he's paid to score goals create goals put you know put crosses in the box that you know that should be his bread and butter um, but I think if you look and Anyone who listens to the podcast will know I'm Keenan Davis' biggest fan. But I don't think any team can go to Anfield with Keenan Davis leading the line and expect to, to win, or let alone score a goal. And, you know, by no means am I well, – I guess I am slating Keenan a bit. But it's, not really. he, he's not that type of player. And you know, I got very happy and upset almost at the same time when I saw Keenan almost body Van Dijk early on because I thought, wow, I'm missing this, Um, but you know, when you when you kind of set up like that, it's anything anything that happened in the game that was positive is just an added bonus. And I hate to you know because we kind of sound like we're dead men walking saying things like this, but you have to take the positives from this game, Dan. You really do, Uh, especially when you've got a red heart, pardon the pun, Manchester United team coming to Villa Park on Monday, like. There's, there's plenty for them to work on, uh, Thursday, sorry, until that time yeah. uh, that, that, that they can do and, and improve. Because to be honest, that Liverpool defence is light years ahead of Manchester United's defence. Uh, you know, Bournemouth, I don't want to say they were hard done by. Manchester United scored five worldies. But David De Gea had an absolute nightmare for both of Bournemouth's goals. So if you can create the chances like we created today, you can possibly score one or two against Manchester United.
1: Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, mate. Look, I think, um, yeah, you're right, mate. You know, I, I've, I've, Keenan is, is a good player uh, and I like him, but he's not cut out for the games like today, unfortunately. And it was, it was a strange one to see him starting up front because I thought, given the way that we were playing on the counter-attacks, I thought that Smash was perhaps the most logical option because he can stretch that back four. He can get in behind those players. Keenan is, you know, he's not going to be any one of that back four for pace. But Samagol has already scored at Anfield this season let's not forget, um, in the Champions League. Um, Keenan still waiting for that first Premier League goal. But, you know, if, if we're being honest, then, you know, today was never going to be the day that he got that um, against, you know, and that, that's, that's not me criticising Keenan, That's just the fact that he's up against, you know, again, you know, Ballon d'Or will tell you that Virgil van Dijk is is the second best player in the world. Um, and it, it's so hard to go and score against, you know, because you've got Alisson in goal and, you know, that, that back four is, is tough enough as it is. Um but no, I, I thought we, we should have seen some and um look, I, I think, you know, I'm gonna sort of reference two uh, fellow guys from, from Heart of the Whole. I'm not quite as awesome, optimistic as Cal. Um yeah. but I'm quite as pessimistic as Dom. Um yeah. and uh I am sort of somewhere in the middle. I think um again, I think we've been let down by by game management. Um I don't think I think mate, it was it was infuriating for me. I, we Liverpool made three substitutes, right? Uh, and it was Henderson. It was for the second half. They brought on Henderson, Wynaldum, and Firmino. Um And we all know that Firmino, you know, they made a big deal of it, Firmino hasn't scored a home goal in the Premier League this season. But what he does and what he, the, the result showed you after he was on the pitch is he's the system, he's the glue. He comes on and suddenly the Mane and Salah, they start coming into the game a bit more and he's got that hold of play. And whilst he doesn't get all the goals and assists in the world, his value to the to the Liverpool side has never been better demonstrated than by today's game and the fact that we watch those three players come on hendo who we all know again you, you know divides opinion but his role as a leader and his ability to motivate and lead liverpool sides to those gritty grind out victories which you know let's not forget you know it's man city that do the thrashings in this league yeah. liverpool if you look back through their results this season it's you, they just find a way to win it's it's they you, know, but,
0: one, you know, its, it's, it's this
1: isn't it yeah Hmm. Exactly, you know, it's very rare that Liverpool put five or six passes aside anymore. Um, I, mean, I know they put four past Crystal Palace the other week, but I they obviously have the capability to do that, but it's not quite with the regularity that people think. Um, and when they bought those three players on, and we failed to react to that, um, I mean, I know we don't have a wealth of players on the bench, but as I said, you know. You're, when they're basically changing, they've got a three man midfield and they change two of those players. Bring an extra, you know, bring some extra energy into that midfield. I mean, McGinn had probably the best game that we've seen in play since the restart, but he wasn't yeah. setting the world up like. Um, but bring Connor on bring Samata on to stretch that back four and, and give you a, you know give you a, an out ball on the counter attack bring Elmo on just for that little bit of attacking you know diversity and the fact that we've got we've got a crosser on the pitch and we we failed to do that mate and we went 1-0 down and that's when Samata came on and that's when Hotter came on but by the time you're 1-0 down at Anfield mate you're not going to come back into that are you?
0: No and I'm completely in agreement with you I think even I think the, the, the difficult thing is, and obviously we're not the ones who get paid to make these decisions, Villa were competing and were very much probably on top at the time of the substitutions. And it's that kind of stick or twist where do you cha- do you gamble while you're still on top and, and hope that the fresh legs of like a Jota or a Lansbury or a Hurahan or someone gives you that, that extra like 10% that you need. But, you know, I, I, they bring three on, as you say, two are midfielders and it's no... Coincidence that you know it suddenly started swinging in their favour. They were having much more of the possession. When we did hit them on the counter attack, they were that much quicker to get it back down our end, and the writing was on the wall. The wall really from from that point. I thought we defended really well, uh, and it, it it is a shame, and I hate to I hate to describe a game like that, but it it was because I can't help but feel that like we were hard done by. But as you say, you know, it, it's decisions like that which I think inevitably cost the game and. I think as well, absolutely no disrespect to Divock Origi, as you mentioned before, Liverpool legend, and he'd walk into comfortably 17 teams in the Premier League, I'd say, as a starting striker. Mm-hmm. But when Divock Origi is starting up against you, you're gonna know that you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna be let off at least one or two times. And obviously, it wasn't Origi who ended up scoring; it was Mane. But uh, Villa just didn't take their chances when they were on top, and ultimately, that's what cost them. But. I- even though United are very good, Dan, I, I'm I'm left feeling somewhat optimistic after this.
1: Yeah, mate. Look, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's frustrating, but Liverpool at Anfield, man, that's a game that we should never be winning. Um, for me, the next game is. If you ask me who I'd rather play at the moment, out of Liverpool at United, I'd say Liverpool. United look okay. look red hot, um, and there is there is fragility in that. Back back line as we saw. I mean, Bournemouth were able to put two past United, but United was still able to score five, and that's
0: yeah,
1: you know, their attack is going to be so much harder to handle. But I mean, uh, if Els is listening, he'll he'll come for this because he's a big Harry Maguire fan. But I mean, it, eighty million for Harry Maguire is is ridiculous money. Um, you know, it, I mean, Virgil was seventy five. I don't need to say any more than that um and and him and De Gea are, are, are shipping goals between the two of them at the moment and um look but again mate it doesn't matter how many mistakes Harry Maguire and David De Gea make you still got to find the player that's going to put the ball in the net yeah. um and you know your Bournemouth have still got Josh Kings and those sort of players we need to uh we need to find the player because they can make as many mistakes in the world but we, we've still got to capitalise on them. And I mean, Liverpool made mistakes so today; they, they let us in and gave us scope to counter-attack far too many times than Clough would have liked but we weren't able to find the players or the combinations yeah. to put the ball in the net. Um, and so, yeah, look, it's it's not I'm not going to say Man United is another free hit because when we're fighting like we are at the moment, I don't think there can be such a thing as a free hit. Um, But for me, mate, it's it's the game after Man United and especially given the form that Crystal Palace are in at the moment. Um, They they lost heavily to Leicester. Um, They lost to Burnley the week before and then it was that 4-0 loss to Liverpool, which I was speaking about earlier, came before that. Um, That Crystal Palace game is one where, if we win it, I think survival is more than on the cards I think you can make an argument oh, for it yeah. looking very likely but if we lose it then um I mean I don't want to put it all riding on one game but it, you know if it's that Palace game afterwards is the way if we win it then it, if we lose it, it it really is either end of the scale isn't it in terms of whether we think we'll end up being in the Premier League next season
0: yeah it's and again kind of touching on what I said earlier it's you know, we're, the fact that for the past few weeks and, you know, whenever we've, we've chatted, either on the podcast or just, you know, just personally, the fact we're going all, you know, Chelsea are beating Watford or whatever, you know, it, it shouldn't especially dislike. it, It's killing my heart that we're having to rely on other teams. So, you know, if you were to say Villa would get three points from now until the end of the season, I'd be like, absolutely. But I'd yeah. tell you that there were three draws, not a win. Yeah, and yeah. I think you know, looking at the table now, I believe we're on 27 points. I genuinely think 32 points keeps you up. That's how poor the league is. And I That's never great. thought I'd ever say that about a, you know a Premier League season. 32 points to keep you in the division is an absolute monstrosity. You know, you, yeah. you what happened to the magic 40? You know, but and when, when there's such a, a big gap, especially at the top of the table as well, I guess it's no surprise that. Uh, down the bottom, everyone's still scrapping like they are. It's it's just, trying, as you say, kind of trying to make sure you can find the goals. But, you know, we've not really at any point had like a prolific goal scorer or someone who's gone on a scoring run, uh, like who, who, you know, who's been red hot. I think, you know, we could say Grealish has been red hot, but a lot of, a lot of his performances, I mean, he scored seven goals and, and six assists in the Premier League this season. But, I, you know, a lot of Grealish's performances is where he's got these assists or, you know, wesley has got on the score sheet. I think Wesley's our, like, fourth highest scorer of the season. He's not played since January. And with Grealish being our top off, I think that should, that should tell you everything you need to know about But It's just, you've got to hope that it can click. And whether it can click against Man United or not, I don't know. There was talk about Louis Barry playing. Obviously, he's featured no part in the squad. But I was really happy to see uh, Indy play, Vasilev. Came on, ran around a bit, looked efficient. Obviously, there's not much a player like him can do. But when you've got, you know, the likes of Mason Greenwood, who's having the game of his life against Bournemouth, and Bukayo Saka, Phil Foden, it's nice to see that you know we're giving these young players a bit of a chance.
1: Yeah, that was good, mate. And that's what I want to see. I think that there's players that are just sort of on the bench to make up the numbers, and this is why Dean's voted against the. The five-player rule. I mean, I mean, he cited that it was because you know he, he doesn't really think that we should change the rules midway through a season. And uh, um, we all know this. You know, it's just because we haven't got the bench to compete as we saw today. We haven't got the bench to compete with these top sides. If if you're up against Liverpool or Man City and you, you give them the ability to make five substitutes, um, then it's going to make the game the game so much harder. And it, Indy coming on is is a player that um, it's it's good to see, mate. I was pleased pleased that Louis Barry wasn't in the starting lineup. Yeah, um, you know, I saw you know other people referencing you know Man United were giving Greenwood starts in the Europa League when he was 17, and Phil Foden was giving, getting minutes at City when he was 17, but neither of those guys were making debuts in a side like Villas against a side like Liverpools. I mean, you can start your 17 year olds, you know, against um, Partizan Belgrade when you're Manchester United in the Europa League, or your AZ Alkmaar. No disrespect to Ron Vlah. But you, 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 can't, you can't do that. Louis yeah. Barry, for me, throwing it in the position that Villa are in. And, I mean, you know, you can say it all you like if you're Dean Smith, you know, bringing him on. But if you're sending a 16-year-old lad, 16, 17, on against a side like Liverpool with... You know, and you can say to him, you know, pressure's off, just go out and enjoy your game. But he's fully aware of the position that Villa are in right now. And you can't send 16 year old strikers onto the pitch against Liverpool saying, you know, going out and have fun. If you could grab a goal that keeps this massive club in the Premier League, then that would be great. Yeah. Um, it's not, I believe that there may be time for Louis Barry minutes this season. I do believe that. But today certainly wasn't it. Um, but it was good to see Indy giving a run out, mate. it Probably came a bit too late, and at that stage in the game, as I said, the game was gone because unfortunately, once you go, you go one down to Liverpool at Anfield, um, especially when a side like Villa, is where you know these goals are, are so hard to come by at the moment. Um, it was never really going to happen, and I did did feel a bit sorry for the for the lads that came on after that because I think if you if we bring on samuel for instance, before Liverpool score their first, then you know he ha- he can have a completely different impact on the game if we kept feeding yeah. him those counter attacks that we were getting. But look, I mean, it's it's frustrating. It's another one uh, in the last column. It's not the one that we should have been winning. I don't really think Thursday's game is 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 that either, to be honest with you. But. It, you know, given that I think it's Arsenal after Crystal Palace, if I'm not Arsenal yeah. or Everton, um, that 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 Palace game is is absolutely huge, man. Um, and so, look, these are the games that if if we aren't in the Premier League next season, you've just got to enjoy the fact that we're going to see Villa play up against the players that that Liverpool have got, and I mean watching. It's a shame we're not part to watch that Bruno Pogba tandem because that, that's yeah. been absolutely electric and that's that just so enjoyable to watch. And I don't think we're going to get anything against Manchester United, to be honest with you, mate. I think we've just got to go out there and, and put out a similar performance. But look, I'm going to sort of finish what I'm mentioning with this. These good performances against Liverpool mean nothing if we don't go and put in the same kind of performance and get a win against the lights of Palace. You might as well not bother.
0: You're absolutely right, but i think it's fair in saying that you know despite this and what we've said, uh, I think it's fair to say the tone of the podcast reflects a completely different outlook uh, th- that we've faced the past few weeks Dan. I think you know we asked uh, I think when we've spoke, we've very much felt like we were down and out, but now we've got this ounce of optimism that we're clinging on to you know ever so slightly, and in the hope that you know we can we can put this performance in against your Crystal Palace, Manchester United hopefully, and you know, whoever. I think as long as I think as long as I see Villa perform like that for the rest of the season, obviously I'm gonna be absolutely gutted if we go down. Uh do not get my words mixed up. But you know, I I'd be able to say we went down with a bit of a fight and I think that's the very, very minimum we can ask for. So yeah. I think that's probably a good note to end the podcast on Dan. Uh, the Manchester City versus Southampton game is on now, so I won't keep you for too long. We'll, we'll watch some good football from both sides. Um, <laughs> but Dan, it's been good great job. speaking to us as ever, and we're definitely feeling uh, a bit better after the last few podcasts, and we'd like to thank you guys who've stuck with us uh, through the podcast. I think the the last podcast, Assistant to Regional Manager, has got like over 500 views now, which is amazing. We've not been getting them kind of views on the podcast since probably you know around the promotion time last season, so... Uh, we really do appreciate the support of you guys uh, and for listening. And uh, any final words from yourself, Dan? No,
1: just look. I, I think, as I said, uh, it, it's not time for um, you know complete optimism. It's not time for complete desperation. But we, we did see a little bit of something out there from the Villa boys. And I think you know that the Man United game is going to be hard. Um, that would be quite telling to see just how much confidence is left in the in the dressing room, like the, you know the players and coaches keep saying. But look we just got to try and try and keep going. I think, you know, the, the teams around us are just as bad as we are, mate, and so yeah. we just got to keep, keep plugging on this one.
0: Absolutely. So if you guys did enjoy the podcast, hit the like button and comment your thoughts below. We're always interested in seeing what you guys have to say. And if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor, any other podcast listening uh, you know, sites, uh, please do like the podcast and, and subscribe and follow or whatever you can do on there because it really does uh, help us a lot. And uh, we'll speak to you guys uh, on Thursday evening. Probably You'll probably hear us Friday morning, actually, after the uh, Manchester United game. So, like, comment, subscribe, and up the villa. is essential to fulfilling this, got potential. It's a main man, a hero. He's a main leader of the gang. Chester. 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 He's a main leader of the gang.